and welcome to the 90s Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar. And once again, I'm back to be on the 90s Galore Podcast for another exciting, exciting, splendid, spectacular episode of the 90s Galore Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well out there, wherever you're at. Uh, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, which I'd rather not get into because it's not really... It's not really positive right now, you know, so we're here to be positive. We're here to be on happy terms, on good terms, and uh, we want to enjoy the, the podcast. And so I'm here to bring, like I said, I want to make you happy. I'm not trying to be a downer here. So um, lots of lots of stuff going on on Instagram, lots of stuff going on on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys for interacting on Twitter and Instagram, mainly Instagram. I do a lot more uh, Instagram than I do Twitter, but um, whatever. Uh, so I, I, I prefer Instagram anyway, so it's a lot more fun. And uh, I have more followers on Instagram. Anyways, so we have our very special guest here tonight to talk about a very, very cool artist super super successful hip-hop artist um this young lady has her own podcast uh she's um she's it's a relationship-based podcast very very uh interesting to listen to all the topics she hails from the sunshine state aka florida and uh relationship shenanigans is the name of the podcast and uh, we're very excited to have her here. We're thankful, we're grateful. She's gonna break it down to, for us tonight, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna knock this out. So we're gonna enjoy this uh, particular topic because uh, it's a hip hop genre, you know, from the hip hop nation. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to always to talk about hip hop, especially. But I love hip hop. And uh, enough about that. Enough about me rambling. Let's get to our guest, Danica J. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Very, very honored to be on your podcast. Love 90s Galore. Okay. Um, definitely a big fan. Um, I think I listened uh, to one of the episodes um, initially and I was like, oh my gosh, like I am so here for every last episode <laughs> that you put out. So oh. yes happy to be here <laughs> well, <laughs> no thank you so much i'm glad i have yeah. uh i'm glad you listen in and uh i'm just here to entertain the, the people uh danica i'm here as a i'm a public servant you know <laughs> i hear you yeah. i definitely love it keep doing what you're doing please thank you so much i appreciate that and um i was catching your uh, episode on uh toxic family ties I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed that episode, you know. Um, yeah, you bring up a lot of stuff. Like, you know, all those topics are very, very um, intriguing, you know. They just spark the interest, and I'm like, wow, you know what? You start, like, kind of self-evaluating right away and <laughs> self-analyzing. And like, yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. That is literally the goal um, of uh, why I do what I do. Um, Lord knows I have been super, like, just taken away from it, super busy um, with work. So I, ha- I have not been as consistent I, as I would like to be. But um, that is the goal of relationship shenanigans, to just talk about relationships of all kinds, to, you know, be out there and everything um, with spousal relationships, uh, relationships with friends, all of that, so that people can have better relationships, you know? Absolutely. 
No, like, so I was, uh, I hit it right on the head then, right? That's, that's your, yes, that's what you're you trying did. to do. Yeah, that's yes, awesome. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Yes. So that's your goal, and, and it's 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 working, and it's uh it's exactly what I did. I'm like, wow, she's making. I'm I'm kind of I'm thinking back to my childhood and my siblings <laughs> and like how you know how we interacted and like you know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! All of that! All of that plays a huge role in how you interact with people today. So yep, I'm happy to know that you are definitely following the whole behind the scenes thought process. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, it, it never hurts to be knowledgeable on on relationships. Any, like you said, any type of relationship. It could be you know siblings or marriage. It could be friendships, uh, whatever. Right? It's uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are right. It's it's my. I think my my headspace um, when I started was just to understand that relation. I know that there's this whole thing and I've said it on my podcast that everybody thinks that money is what makes the world go around and everything. And that, you know, is true in some cases, but relationships are definitely a currency as well. Um, and the right relationship can get you into any room. Um, we see that all the time in movies. Um, we see that in our lives. Everybody, you know, when you have like that nice little church testimony, it'll be, well, this relationship, this person got me into this job, you know, all of that, all of that. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a currency. Um, and I feel like it's not talked about enough. Um, and I also feel like it's not um, it's not thought about and and taken care of enough relationships are not taken care of enough you know yeah. so that's pretty much my goal to bring that to light so yeah <laughs> definitely no you definitely are bringing that to light you're and you're sparking you know the, the the thoughts the thought processes and you're provoking uh thought and um but yeah it's interesting how you say they're um the currency you know mm-hmm. um relationships are you have a different dynamic each relationship is a different dynamic it's a different yeah uh, right it's its own um you know institution you know yep uh, exactly exactly right you know with different intricacies different uh you know all kinds of different things going on with each with every relationship but um yeah, I want. I just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I really enjoy your podcast, and uh, you know, it, 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 you can never have enough knowledge, information, yeah. right? Yep. Especially about I relationships. I should be back to. Um, I should be back to recording. Um, I next week, um, and hopefully releasing soon. Um, by the end of next week. So, cause I stopped like dead in the center of season two, uh, because of stuff that was going on at work. Um, as you know, that I am a teacher and stuff was just changing so rapidly, um, that I was just like, you know what? I have to focus. So, um, it took me away from that, but I definitely still have all my content. Um, and, Hopefully you can come on and shed some light on some stuff uh, this season as well. But yeah, I oh, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole idea um, of this season was, you know, I feel like just relationships are only as complex um, as the individuals in them. Um, and they're only as simple as the people in them. So <laughs> hopefully we could get to, to that thought process, um, get through that this season. <laughs> 
Definitely. No, no. Anytime you let me know. Yeah. You let me know. For we'll be sure. Like, I be will. Like, I will definitely call on you soon. Yeah, it would definitely be an honor and a privilege and to do that. Um but I like what you said right now. You said something about, you know, where, you know, relationships, they're, you know, just to, yeah, people say, yeah, money makes the world go round. Um, but, you know, you, whether it, it, it goes back to the saying as, you know, where, uh, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. You know, basically what that yes, means is exactly. relationships, right? You, if you have rapport mm-hmm. with somebody, you have some type of connection you know mm-hmm. that that goes yep. a long way you know goes a long way when you walk into a it room. is it's, it's a currency um you know you you take a relationship that um you have with somebody and depending on how you are with that person the person that they know that you know could be in a higher place um i think what is it it's like a saying that says you are what is it um a couple people away from knowing somebody famous or something yeah that's um you know yeah degree, i don't something know what degrees. the degree is yeah i, f- I forgot what, what it is was. it it might, it might be seven degrees of but yeah yeah i think it's somewhere around there um i'll look it up later but yeah you are very close to you know knowing somebody famous yeah. and uh, you have to cultivate the relationships you have, not specifically for that reason to, you know, use them or whatever, but just to have them. I honestly, I think that, um, it's, it's very ironic that I would be the person to be talking about that kind of stuff because I am a very antisocial person. Um, I take care of the relationships that, um, I have around me, but I don't keep a lot. Um, it's mm. just not my thing. It's too much work. I am a very invested person. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't like having to keep up so many different relationships. I have a select few and that is it. So I don't know if I'm, <laughs> you know, attached to anybody in that degree because <laughs> I don't keep a lot, but <laughs> yeah. for the normal average person, which I am not, I will take that. Um, you know, you have to take care of your relationships because you never know what doors they will mm. open for you. You never know what doors you could open for somebody else. You know, somebody could be, um, you know, on their last dollar or whatever the case may be. And you could be that saving grace for them just because of who you know or who they know, you know. So oh, it yeah. is what it is. No, absolutely. You, it you could ne- change your life. Mm-hmm. You never know what somebody's going through, right? You never know what the mm-hmm. other person's going through. You never know who the other person is, you know, who, what kind of uh, oh, yeah. connections they might have, you know? And that's why I always treat, uh, I always treat everybody with respect, you know? And, yeah, uh, definitely. Know, I, you just never know. Um, but yeah. Th- they'll remember how you treat them. They might not remember your name. They might not remember what you look like, but they will remember how you made them feel oh, no yeah. matter what. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, those are good points. Good points. But yeah, we, uh, um, so, you know, I was, I was listening, listening to that particular episode though. I was, I was, uh, really, um, like I said, I was thinking about my siblings and how, you know, my older cousin, I'm the oldest sibling. So I never really had an older, obviously an older, oh, older sibling okay. to look up to. So I w- it would always be my, the older friends, friends of the family, older mm-hmm. cousins, you know? So mm-hmm. I would always look up to those, those guys. And yeah, they were, they were yeah. very influential, you know, to me because I wanted to be like them, you know, so. Right, exactly. And I definitely talk about that in the episode, too. Like, 
you never know how, you know, you yourself, um, even you as, you know, being the oldest, um, you're influencing others and how others are influencing you. Um, it's, it's a very, until you gain wisdom, I think it's a very subconscious process to begin with. Um, and once it happens, you know, later in your life, you start to think about, okay, well, why am I this way? Until you start digging, you're not really sure how these influences happened. (laughs) And then you start uncovering things. It's like, okay, this is why I'm the way that I am, or this is why I do what I do. And it could be good or bad, you know, um, like you said, you are, you know, you were influenced by your cousins and everything because you were the oldest. So it's like, who else you're going to look up to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. A lot of self reflection, and um, but uh, so yeah, you know. So I'm gonna continue to check out the relationship shenanigans as everyone should, you know. So, uh, so how's it going yeah. down in the Sunshine State? What's going on in Florida? Uh um, we are down here just trying to make it through this foolishness that we got going on. But um, uh. I just want to say that I am super, super proud of Floridians. Um, I am not originally from Florida, but I've been here forever. Um, but I consider myself a Floridian. And I just want to say that I am proud of everybody for adhering to, um, you know, the protocols and everything that we have in place now uh, because of this event. And um, I was coming home uh, from work today. Lord knows I should not have been at work, but, you know, it's <laughs> it just had to adjust but um we I, I was coming home and there was literally almost nobody on the road and I was like this is awesome like I that <laughs> definitely made me happy because we are out here just trying to survive yep. <laughs> so yeah that Jeez. was good but other than that I mean we just yeah we out here you know under all of us united under the same situation and we just making it you know Oh yeah, yeah. I hear oh, you. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, I had a friend tell me that um, he went to Target today, mm-hmm. and they're only selling. Everything was roped off. Like they're only selling essential items. You know, I get you know, oh, wow. food and yeah, you know, toiletries and you know, that type of stuff. Like wow, uh, it's anyways. But mm. you know. I have not actually. Um, I actually got on the what is it called? The Amazon Flash whole food situation uh way before this happened so you know i i don't have a lot of time on the weekends because i do a whole bunch of other stuff i'm just extra when it comes to anything that i do so i don't (laughs) necessarily have a whole lot of time to do certain things like that i I feel are non-essential to me Mm. which is (laughs) sitting here in a grocery store for god knows how long so I was already getting stuff delivered to me. So this was just like, oh, okay, I'll just continue doing what right. I'm doing. Um, you know, so I have not been in a store in quite some time. I honestly <laughs> have not. Um, I'm proud of myself. I just, yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So it, it, nothing really changed for you then as far as uh, exactly. groceries there and stuff. Exactly, you go, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I got friends that are, uh, they work from home and, you know, that's, that's their job. That's how they work is, you know, yeah. telecommute. And yeah, it's like nothing ever really, nothing's really changed for them. You know, life goes on. Type right. Of, they just can't, obviously there's a few things that are different, but, um, well, a lot of things, but anyways, but yeah, that's, um, wh- where are you originally from? You said you're from, you're not from Florida. 
I am from the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm from St. Croix. Oh. Um, next to Puerto Rico. Whoa. So, yeah, that's, yeah. And that, I promise you, when we get to talking about the artists today, it is going to come in there. That piece of information of where I'm from is going to come in very handy. Because um, right. understanding my background, you like, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I, it's going to come in very handy. Well, you mentioned that you that you love the 90s, that you grew up on the, the 90s raised you, quote-unquote. Ex- yes. Explain that a little bit. So, the 90s, um, let me be very specific. 90s R&D raised me. Um, mm. And I want to to just say that, nine, so 90s R&D raised me, Good. but 90s rap molded my mentality later on. Oh. And I say that because it's, it's like this progression with the U.S. where the more south you go, the music gets slower or the music changes based on the cultures that are there. Yeah. And when you get down to the islands, you have calypso, you have reggae, you have R&B, and that's basically it. You have a mm. tiny bit of rap, but it has to hit like mainstream mainstream like crazy mainstream in order for it to hit us down there so Mm. yeah i when i got to florida that's when i started to get into rap and that is why i say that it's very important to understand where i'm from because i'm late to the rap game but I feel like I have been living it all my life as far as the, the wisdom in it goes. Wow. So, yeah, just to say that. <laughs> okay, so you said it, it uh, 90s hip-hop uh, molded you. So you got a little swag then, huh? <laughs> yeah, 90s rap um, and hip-hop yeah, definitely molded me. Mm. I'm yeah just it makes it takes me into a different um a different mindset it it takes me into that okay let's get this work done let's get you know just focus like a full-on focus what are you here for let's let's go ahead and get this done as opposed to dealing with all the other distractions around me Um, there's, it just, I don't know. It just does something for me and puts me in a whole different mindset and helps me to remember what I'm supposed to be focused on. Rap and hip hop definitely does that for me. More Mm. so rap. Um, I'm hardcore rap. Um, I will drive into those people's facility every single day, like just blasting on the highest, (laughs) um, volume, um, whatever, Nas, uh, J-Rock, Dr. Dre, everybody. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll put whatever, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, whatever it is, Wu-Tang. Yep. You know, and I'm I'm bumping it, you know. I'm in my 40s. Yeah, you're here to get this work done. Yeah. You know, I don't care. It takes me back every time, you know. Yep, yep. 20 years or whatever and yeah that's awesome that's awesome but yeah 90s hip-hop and 90s r&b i mean mm-hmm. what can you say you know we we can sit here all night you know chatting about both of those genres and you know how influential how amazing how i mean mary j blige i mean you got oh yeah you know, oh man, man. yeah you know you got yeah, uh, yeah wu-tang i mean whatever you know 
the list goes on and on. <laughs> yep, yep. Usher, Montel, and Vogue, Black Street, all of them. Monica, <laughs> the whole Monica Brandy situation. Right. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, exactly. But, you know, for myself, uh, Danica, I was, my formative years are the 80s and 90s, you know, so I claim both of them because. You know, in the 80s, I was a school-age kid, you know, you know, uh, and I was already enjoying, I was really, really into music. I was listening to music, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I even tried to pick, I picked up the trombone, I played the guitar. Wish oh, I, really? Yeah, you know, in elementary cool. school. Yeah, you know, I, I was more into sports. Mm-hmm. So I never, you know, I pursued the sports thing, but I, I always As regret. normal boys do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I always, re- I regret uh, uh, quitting the trombone, I did trombone for two years, fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, point being is that you know the eighties and nineties raised me. You know, I claim both. I and I think for mm-hmm. you, you know, maybe I don't know. I'm going to ask you if maybe the same goes for you as maybe maybe the nineties and the early two thousands, or do you just do you just are you only mainly influenced by the nineties as far as music goes? Um. I want to say both, um, a little eighties as well. Um, oh, okay. I, I was born in 86, so a little eighties, um, definitely the nineties. And then the first part of the two thousands, I rock with heavy, but <laughs> we all know what happened to music like after that. So yeah. So I'm only going to claim that nice little window right there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's like, what happened? You know, what happened? But, <laughs> yeah, you know, we still get some diamonds in the rough, you know, here and there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Hard, few and far in between, but they are there. Right. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was born in 76, you know, 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, by the time the eighties came in, I was able to understand what music was. You know, I was right. Yeah, I was right. mid eighties, you know, and so it, you know, I was loving stuff like uh, you know George Michael, for example, Culture Club, uh, you know, U two, Depeche Mode, you know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, all that big eighties stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, that's that's my kind of. I have a pretty eclectic taste of, of, of music, so. But uh Yeah, you are just like well versed in everything. I like listening to you talk about all these um artists and bands that I have never heard. I was like and I you actually introduced me to a lot just listening to the podcast. And I was like, Oh, okay and then getting on your live and everything, oh. you'll like bring up somebody, I'm like, I gotta go look this person up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Danica. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so what I'm doing here is you know, serving a purpose then. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, Danica, so let's get on to our, our hip hop artist that we're going to profile tonight. Um, I mean, this guy is just like, you know, the upper echelon, the, the, uh, on the pantheon of great hip hop artists. Uh, he's considered one of the greatest MCs ever, right? Mm-hmm. A very accomplished, uh, successful hip hop artist. MTV ranked them number five on their all time greatest MCs list. I mean that's uh, that's huge. Uh, yeah. In 2012, the Source, you know, the Source magazine, ranked them number two on their greatest lyricists of all time. I mean number two. You know. Wow. About dot com ranked them number one on their list of 50 greatest MCs of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you know, and who, by the way, ranked his nine, uh, they ranked the, his 1994 debut album, Illmatic, as the greatest hip hop album of all time. Mm. And, you know, he's argue, which is arguably. He deserves it. What's that? He deserves it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he, I mean, and, and but there's, yeah, I have so many questions. I want to get your perspective on, on, on Nas, you know, um, nasty Nas, um, <laughs> uh, because on the West Coast, you know, he's, um, you know, he's huge. You know, but like I said, I mm-hmm, want to mm-hmm. see what, you know, what your take is on, on, on the East Coast with Nas. Uh, Billboard featured him as uh, on their be- 10 best rappers of all time. I mean, the, he, this mm-hmm. guy, he's just accolades after accolade, you know, extremely impressive credentials. I mean, the guy's released eight, mm-hmm. con- eight consecutive platinum albums. You know? Yeah, that's that's a lot and consecutive. Yeah, the key word. Right, sold over yep. eight, uh, thirty million copies worldwide. Nasty Nas. Well, now he just goes, you know, goes by Nas, but ori- uh-huh. originally he was Nasty Nas. Um, yeah, he talks about that in one of his songs too. Oh, okay, yeah, right, right. How how big yeah. is Nas out there, uh, Danica? I mean, growing up in the nineties, out there, how big was he? So, like I said, I have. Um, I have a, a very a particular perspective on things because of where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, he did um, have a, a lot of influence down there, but then it's like, I am honestly late. I, I will say I am late to the game when it comes to Nas. I, I was late to the game rather because I moved to Florida in 2002. And oh, okay. when I got here, it was a whole brand new, just, oh, there's this type of music? Okay, for sure. Like, I just, I could do this. So, mm-hmm. it it became one of those situations where I had to now catch up on a whole lot. So, <laughs> I feel like Miami life, Miami life is not, it was not necessarily the, the ground where... I don't know. It didn't. It's. It wasn't conducive to to hardcore rap like he brings to the table. Um, it's more so that like because of all the cultures, you got the Hispanic culture. So you have a lot of his um, Spanish music playing on the radio. Then you have, um, you know, all of the really po- popular music. Um, so yeah, for. Rap, rap, you know, the birthplace of rap being, you know, New York and everything. All of that. And then, of course, the West Coast and everything. All of that stemming from there, it it goes out. It trickles out um, and has its ripple effect. But it's just that, a ripple effect. Mm. It's like you hot right now. And then for people to really rock with you down here. It has to be and like an ongoing feel good hype hype effect, mm, right, you know. And right. he was more so bringing truth to the table. And down here, I don't know. I, I just I didn't get that vibe when I got here. I just did not get that vibe. People down here really are on that feel good stuff. <laughs> right. So, no, of course. Yeah. 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 No, because I had some friends in the when I was in the Navy. I was stationed mm-hmm. out. Washington, you know, Washington State, and uh, had some friends from New York, and they they absolutely loved uh, Nas, you know. Um, oh yeah, 
yeah, he, they're obviously, you know, uh, but, um, I just think I, I kind of relate to you there where it was a diff, kind of a different flavor out here, especially in the nineties, uh, you know, with, with the whole gangster rap with the whole, you know, Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. and Dr. Dre came on the scene and, um, it was a different, uh, and then you had East versus West and you had, you know, there was kind right, of a, this division, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and Nas was on, you know, from New York, he, he embodies New York city hip hop. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he's the, the face of it. I mean, you could say, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so maybe, uh, you know, uh, he, he didn't really, I don't know if he's well, as well known as he should be here on the West coast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he. I mean, he has diehard fans out here, obviously, but, uh, but right. yeah, I, I kind of, I didn't really get that vibe, you know, where, you know, maybe it's just me. I think it's just me. Um, I think, like I said, everywhere, I think for him, it was a ripple effect. And anytime you get somebody that is speaking um, a different type of truth than you're used to, it, he, I, I want to say that. He is not the type that would, and I, I admire this about him. Well, to me anyway, I don't know if you feel the same way, but he was never or is never concerned about being popular. He's mm. more so um, concerned about living his truth and staying in his truth. Not really concerned about what anybody else thinks about him. It's just about him as a person. He is his own brand. And that was that was the end of it. Like, you either take it or you leave it, yeah. you know? So it wasn't really something where he had to reach the masses or whatever. If you rock with him, you rock with him. If you for him, you for him. And that was that was pretty much it. Of course, he had to make his make sure that you didn't step on his name when you came for him. But oh, for sure. but yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean that's anybody but he didn't do it in such a way to where it was let me blow this out of proportion no he checked you and then he kept it pushing so yeah (laughs) i like that yeah i mean you look at you look at his first album you look at his first album his debut album illmatic Mm -hmm. 1994 yep and the album they expected it to to blow up you know Mm -hmm. critically it was amazing you know it's one of right. the most influential hip hop albums of all time, you know, but commercially, you know, it only sold, well, not only, but it sold, uh, it didn't go platinum until 2001, you know, and it, and it was released yeah. in 94, you know? So, and I think the way, yeah, the way you describe that, I think really reflects that, you know, he wasn't about the, the glitz and the glamour. He was about being a, mm-hmm. an artist first, about, you know, his 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 style. And, and he's get, sensitive about his. <laughs> what's that? I said he's just sensitive about his stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. He was, uh, he wanted the, he was about the respect and, and the art, the, yep. the, 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 um, the craft, the and craft, everything. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that really came across, and uh, you know, but he sold—I mean, he sold thirty million albums worldwide now, uh, and he's one of yeah. So, but that's interesting. Yeah, he was—he uh, was definitely, you know, about the art first, and then, you know, everything mm-hmm. else came secondary. You know, as as we just mentioned. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Right. Now, my my thing with when I um when you know you were uncovering 
the time frame in between the two, like, okay, so you got your single released um, in 94, then you did not hit till years later. So my, my issue was like, okay, so what took so long and all the other stuff? But I think, you know, I kind of answered my own question. Like, if you rock with him, you rock with him. If he's, you know, that kind of flavor, then it is what it is. But other people that were in the industry at the time, mm-hmm. um, namely, um, I believe, uh, Russell Simmons, mm-hmm. um, was not, to, he was on that whole, I don't think this is going to fly type of situation and passed on finding him, you know? So, Whoa. and then it was like, I think he was saying that, um, he sounded like somebody else, which I don't even understand that. Like, there is no other Nas. Like, there is just no other. He no. is, there's no carbon copy. He is who he is. But he compared him, so I think it was like, let me see, Cool G Rap. Um, okay. So he yeah, I think pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that part, but to me, I was just like, okay, I don't know. And then he, another concern for him was, that he did not think that Illmatic would do good commercially. Um, I could see that. Uh-huh. I could see that. Yeah. But again, if you rock with him, you rock with him. Yep. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Exactly. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. Right. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. And, you know, you look at 94, Danica, you look at that year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention some of these albums that were released that same year. Okay, um, you had uh, Beastie Boys released mm-hmm. um, Same Old Bullshit. Um, they, mm-hmm. they also, Beastie Boys also released, uh, where is it? Um, well, I'll get, yeah, they, they released, I'll get to that one right now. Um, yeah, Ice Cube had a, a you know, a, a, Bootlegs and B-sides. Yeah. Method Man released an album. Takao. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's just, you go down the list here, and it's just yeah. Keith Murray, you know, uh, the most beautifulest thing in this world. You know, uh, the Notorious B.I.G., yeah. for crying out loud, Ready to Die. Yep. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, in the Public Enemy had a, an album released that year uh just the east coast west coast house of pain i mean that was a huge album remember with jump jump around um yeah so so, and then uh mc breed geez you know the list goes on and on point being is that uh nas nas his album illmatic you know superseded all of you know all these albums Mm -hmm. all these amazing Mm -hmm. amazing hip-hop art albums with from amazing mm-hmm. artists and it's named number one you know by the source number one album uh 1994 unbelievable, mm-hmm. unbelievable. so i mean that, that really says something i mean outcast southern playlistic cadillac music for crying out loud right you know heavy d and the boys just it goes on beastie boys ill communication that's the one i was trying to get to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just unbelievable then he could bug bone thugs in harmony creeping on a come up. I oh mean, yeah. Just yeah. Ama- yeah. It's just amazing. 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 And here's that, Nas. Was, that was definitely a good time for, for all of that. But, um, his debut album, Nas's yeah. debut album. I mean, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I just, for all of that music to come out and then for that music, those types of music to hit, but then he's not getting his accolades till many years later. I, I, again, maybe it's just me. I just don't get the correlation between how those two things happened. That I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a definitely, uh, Something that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. But, you know, he was nominated for many Grammys. Uh, mm-hmm. never, never won one. Uh, but he, he definitely got his respect due, you know. Like you said, it, it came a little later than it should have. Mm-hmm. Should have been sooner. And uh, But yeah. I think uh, now where he sits, man, it's like, yeah. No, Nas is definitely a Hall of Famer. He's uh, obviously, you know, one of the greatest MCs ever, ever to do it. Yeah. You know, and uh, yep. he got his accolades, though, for sure, for sure. But, you know, it's kind of funny how it, it all kind of uh, evolved. How the pieces came together how for him, together. yeah. Right, right. And uh, he's actually the son of a musician, Danica, a jazz musician. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that was crazy to me. I was like, okay, so it's in your blood. Okay. <laughs> all right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> right, right. You know, so he, he, yeah, it's in his blood for sure. He made his debut mm-hmm. on the track called H- Halftime uh, from the mm-hmm. movie Zebrahead. I don't know if you recall that that particular movie. No, I actually have not uh, seen it. And now that I have all the time in the world, you know, I'm about to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. um, no, I actually have not seen it. Um, and I will. I will definitely uh, make some time to go see it to find it and watch it. Right. No, that makes two of us, Danica. I gotta watch it too. I haven't seen, it. Uh, but that's it's it's starring um, Michael Rappaport. I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Rappaport. Uh, no, I'm not. He's yeah, he's an actor. Uh, okay. Well, obviously, he's uh he's been in a lot of stuff, a lot of different movies, and okay. uh, yeah, it it, it ties. The the co-star was a young lady by the name of uh, Embouche Wright, I believe it is, and it's basically a a story between a you know a a Caucasian male you know with a a, an African American female and you know a love story there. And but uh, I I need to check that out. But that's where he made his debut uh, on on that soundtrack. Halftime was also also appeared on the on the album. um, Okay. On the Illmatic, you know. Yeah. So, but that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, it, uh, Illmatic, right? Speaking of Illmatic, man, that that, that mm-hmm. album is just uh, unbelievable. It's produced by MC Search. I don't know if you're familiar with MC Search. A little, I yeah. know a little. You remember that uh, third base? You remember that group, Third Base? He was from. Uh, he had that song, "Pop Goes the Weasel," and the weasel goes pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Third Base. Yeah. <laughs> That's MC okay. Search. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, that's like 92, 91, 92, I want to say. Yeah, that's that early 90s. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, you know, DJ Premier also co-produced Large Professor, Q-Tip, and Pete Rock. And mm-hmm. f- among others, a few others that uh, produced. But, I mean, you got those f- five guys producing your album i mean something yeah something's gonna turn to gold you know what i mean that's like an all-star yeah definitely definitely um you mentioned q-tip q-tip actually had i think he had like um 
I want to say like a, a similar kind of effect where it was like you started out, but you didn't get your claim the same till later type of situation. It was it, it was a little weird for me on that one, too. With, with I don't Q-tip? think he popped. Yeah, I don't think he popped when he should have. Honestly, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, with Tribe Called Quest, I think there were years. Uh, they were already a few years in. Yeah, by the time they got, they got, you know, they got on big, you know. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, oh no, there's he's definitely uh, another one. You know, Tribe Called Quest and Five Dog and all those guys, man. They're they're definitely um, you know Hall of Famers yeah. as well. One of the greatest to do it. Yeah, they're all dope. Like I, yeah, the list of just those. Yeah. Oh no doubt. They were dope. No doubt, you know. So, so that's 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 gonna help, right? <laughs> when when you have those guys, you know, helping you out producing your your album, um, mm-hmm. you know, Elmatic debuted on the Billboard 200 at number 12, selling. And I mentioned this earlier; um, it sold 60,000 copies in its first week. Mm. Yeah. But but the sales ultimately fell short of expectations, as we mentioned. That it, it didn't come. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get certified platinum until 2001, you know, but, uh, in spite of all this though, Danica, like I said, you know, the, the critics absolutely love this album, you know, they really, yeah. you know, for example, you know, you had, um, you had all these, all these publications, uh, you know, giving it, um, you know, great, great reviews, rave reviews, you know, you had, um, you know, for example, uh, the the, uh, the Source magazine, Five Mics. You know, you know how they mm-hmm. used to, they used to rate rate each album with um, instead of stars, they would say microphones, mics. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, you know, um, Chicago Tribune. Awesome. Yeah, four and a half stars. Entertainment Weekly A minus. Um, Rolling Stone, four out of five stars. The Source, obviously five out of five. Spin Magazine, remember Spin? Three out of three stars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it was just uh, critically. He got, he got all of his, all of his, um, I guess, uh, um, props. That's the word I was looking for. He got all his props. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the retrospective professional reviews, uh, it was even better. You know, All Music gave it five stars out of five. Right, right. You know, it, um, Mojo, five out, of, five out of five stars. MSN Music, A-, minus. Pitchfork, 10 out of 10. Rolling Stone, Album Guide, five stars out of five stars. Double XL, um, five out of five. So, yeah, you know, he, he definitely didn't go unnoticed. You know, Illmatic, and it's still, you know, it's considered one of the greatest albums of all time, you know, in hip-hop. Very influential. Very influential on the... uh, High on the list. Yes. Definitely high on the list. Yes, you know. And again, you you go back to that list, like you said, and it's just like, that's really telling. It's just telling of the, the, um the talent and the skill, the level of, uh, just the level of, uh, you know, talent that Nas, Nas has, you know, the work mm-hmm, ethic, mm-hmm. the, the ambition, you know, like you said, you're not writing with me, then I don't care. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to come at you the way I want to come at you and I'm going to do it my way. You know? Yeah. I'm going to be regardless. Like this is the, he took it on. It's, it's his identity. Um, it's not something that, 
he popped in and out of this this is him and I think one of the things that I <laughs> I found very interesting about him um is and I, I guess this is more of like a fun fact type of situation to me um I don't know if anybody else notices it or if it's something that people pay attention to but the exact way that he speaks regularly is the same exact tone <laughs> that he uses when he raps. That's and I'm right. Just like, I just, I don't know how you do that, but okay. <laughs> um, just, yeah, just the voice, the 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 monotone situation, the the level of his voice, yeah. all of that. It never changes. He talks that way. He's uh, raps that way the whole nine yards, and I love the fact that you can understand every single thing that he says. Yes. Like just. Yeah, that is awesome for me. <laughs> yeah, this is that's funny you bring that up because yeah, I noticed that too. There's like a certain um, clarity to his voice, a certain yes. uh, tonality, the way he enunciates words, pronunciates mm-hmm. words. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Great observation. I love that about listening to him because it's like you have rappers that they'll go like really, really fast at certain points. And then, like, when they get really hype or real passionate about whatever. But I think for him, the passion comes when you hear his voice go just a little bit deeper. Like, it's it's the same tone the entire time. Mm. But then when he gets real passionate about that one verse or he gets in his, you know, gets angry or whatever, it's like the voice itself just goes deeper. He doesn't go any faster to win he wants you to hear every single word he says like (laughs) you ain't gonna mistake this for nothing else other than what i said i said what i said (laughs) (laughs) make no mistake about it i love that (laughs) absolutely make no mistake about it yeah absolutely i like that i like that he uh definitely wants you to not miss a word right Mm mm-hmm but you know, Danica, I think uh, when he really kind of shot to a, the next level, um, or when he shot to superstardom, was when in 1995 when he came out with the single "If I Ruled the World" uh, featuring Lauren Hill. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah, yeah. I think that was when uh, he really, really went to that next level. And uh, now, let me say this though: ahead. before you, I think that that. That was that was one of them, but there is another one that is like okay. And again, I, this speaks to the Miami lifestyle. This speaks to the down south vibe. Uchi Wali Wali, that one right there. That one did it for down here. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yep, yep. Anything hype like that was yeah. that did it for down here. I promise you that. Anything that you can sit here and you are, um, you know, out and you got your headphones in or whatever, or you hear it and you just stop and you just start going with it. Yeah. If I Rule the World was definitely one of them, but uh-huh. it, it was it was definitely that one as well. The ooh, she wally wally, ooh, she bang bang. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. that one did it too. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that, that what, yeah. What year was that? I, I, I'm trying that to remember. That was 2000. Okay. That was 2000. That was a little uh-huh. later on. Oh, yep. gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, if I rule the world, definitely. But when when you talk about, like, everywhere that was, like, on that hype hype, it was definitely that one, too. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you know, 
especially down in Florida, like you said, where they where they like mm-hmm. the, uh, the feel good stuff. Feel good you know? music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, two thousand, two thousand was uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, but uh, you know, so Nas, you know, uh, he hails from Queens, mm-hmm. Queensbridge. And uh, you know, he just came at you with that that New York attitude. And like I said, I was in uh, yeah. 1995. You know, you know, I had some. Uh, I mentioned my friends from from New York, mm-hmm. New York City, and uh, you know, they were uh, they were all hype on that song, though. You know, the uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if I mm-hmm. ruled the world, and in that particular, yeah, if I ruled the world, definitely brought um, some respect to the table um, and made you think a little different. Um, I think that that's where that one right there from me was the start of the wisdom dropping. Um, and I felt like in that song, he was more so talking about uh, he, when he said, I'll free, you know, I would free all my sons. I don't even think that it was he was talking about like, OK, we're imprisoned, you know, in, in an actual physical jail. I think that he was talking about the actual mental state um, of the race. Uh, honestly, mm. that's what I think he was talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was dope. Lyrically, uh, you're talking about the lyrics and. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was definitely wisdom dropping. You know, uh, he was talking about you know his perspective and, um, but yeah, you know he he was and he he's always about he's always dropping knowledge. He's always dropping knowledge mm-hmm. about the reality. Oh, yeah. You know the of the urban lifestyle and and what's going on in the system and he's, 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 there's some politically charged lyrics in there, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's his reality, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was his reality. He his, did not shy away from it at all. Yeah, you know, growing up in Queensbridge and 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 the Queensbridge, um, I think they're projects. I'm not sure, but I know that the Queensbridge houses, um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so. But that that was definitely an influence on 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 Nas, you know, on what he was talking about and his style and uh, the whole thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then, but so you mentioned, yeah, we I mean we already kind of mentioned uh, his 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 next album, his sophomore album, which was, you know, um, it was called uh, It Was Written, and uh, mm-hmm. If I Rule the World, of course, and then you had Sweet uh, Street Dreams. And the, and the message, yeah, solid, solid yeah. singles, you know, from that album. But mm-hmm. I, but yeah, I think commercially, you know, I think I think that the album did a little bit better than uh, Illmatic, you know, because by because right. he just again, you know, his, his popularity grew and uh, yeah, they probably just wasn't ready for right. the first one, um, and uh, Illmatic. I think that, um. Maybe it was before his time, his time or whatever. They just weren't ready for it. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you're, I think you hit it on the head, Danica. They just weren't ready for it. it wasn't ready for Nas, you yeah. know. And I think the, the we have to grow into that one, <laughs> right? You know, because you you look at Wu Tang Clan. I mean, they hit right away. Oh know? yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you know, as a comparison, right. You know, they came out with their album, uh, 36 Chambers, I think late 93, mid 93, mm-hmm. you, you know, and then you had, uh, Illmatic obviously, but yeah, it's just interesting. It's really interesting how Nas just, um, uh, 
you know, now not too many people know about that. You know, you know, if you if you really if the, a casual hip hop fan, I don't know if they know about Nas. You know, what do you think? I I wouldn't. Okay, so I feel like you would like you would, but it's just one of those things where it's not on the tip of your tongue now. Yeah, because um, right. he's moved into the whole um investing and and whatever you know the normal thing that you do when you get you know that whole wisdom popping and you got your money right so Uh him not being on the forefront has a lot to do with that as well but still it's like it's not going to go like a full okay so a full-fledged full-fledged conversation will will take place but he will not be left out of it like that's how i feel about it um, when you talk about rap, um, you can sit here and have a nice little conversation. He is not going to be left out of the conversation um, right. by no means necessary. Um, I feel like uh, it will. Um, he's not going to be as high on the list as he once was, mm-hmm. but he's not going to uh, be absent from the conversation. And I feel like if I if I rule the world had a lot to do with that um, specifically. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. It's uh, it it'll be on the tip of their tongue for sure, for sure. But um, I I know I feel like it's it just wouldn't um, like I said earlier. You know, he's not as well known. Uh, if you're if you're talking mm-hmm. to someone out of New York City, uh, oh yeah, they're gonna oh, know. Oh, for sure. Right. You mm-hmm. know. You know. But for someone who's not too knowledgeable about hip hop, like I said, ca- a casual fan, yeah, I, I think that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Nas would, you know, maybe not be the first couple artists mentioned from that person. You know? Right, exactly. You know, he'll get, he'll end up in there somewhere, right? But he just will not be at the at the very top of the list. Like they'll pull off some Jay Z first, some you know whatever else first. Um, somebody that has been more um more present lately. But they won't. But then, when you talk about the the greats and everything, he'll hit the back end. But we won't yes. need to come. I don't. I maybe I'm I'm saying it like maybe I have high hopes or whatever. Maybe my hopes are in the wrong place. But <laughs> I just feel like the conversation won't be left, you know, without him being mentioned. Yep. No doubt. No but, doubt. You know, that's just me. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I totally agree. You know, uh, but now he's uh you know, we can say whatever we want. He's laughing all the way to the bank. You know. So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, he's got the last laugh for sure. But you know, but yeah, but I, it's it's always nice to acknowledge um, the dynamic, you know, and the kind of um, to kind of analyze the fan base and how things are kind of, uh, kind of how things kind of evolve for an artist, you know, in, mm-hmm. in that, in that la- landscape. Uh, but he, he's definitely got, you know, he, he ended up, uh, recording, uh, after it was written in 96, he did, I am in 99, Nostradamus mm-hmm. in 99 as well. And then still mad. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh my God. Love that one. Which one, I am. Yeah. Nostradamus. Oh, Nostradamus. Yeah. That was dope. Absolutely. That was dope. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, and that one, of course, had the uh, the, the singles, Nostradamus and You Owe Me. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I I go back to and every time I do an episode, Danica, I walk away thinking, man, I I gotta go listen to this now. As soon as this, yeah, I start thinking like I'm gonna go listen to this. You know, <laughs> I start getting my uh, yeah, you know, start getting my uh, 
my love for uh for music man my music senses start coming coming alive you know mm-hmm. you forget that you you know have all of this because the the genre um you know and the spam is so wide but you you I, I don't know. It just brings back good memories. And then it's like, why did I stop listening? And then it's like, oh, <laughs> other people started clouding the situation in my head. So, yeah, it's just like you have to make an actual honest effort to um, to really keep that stuff in the forefront because you will forget the greats um, because of all the stuff that, you know, starts popping and everything. Um, first in, first out type of situation. So, yeah, we have to make an yeah. honest effort to really, really focus yeah. <laughs> and keep that up. No, yeah. absolutely. You're right. You're yeah. right. You know, everybody deserve deserves you know their light at their time. Um, but mm. we can't forget about the ones that really brought us here and shaped the mentality that we have today. So, oh, yeah. Great point. And Nas is no ex- exception to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no exception there. He- and you talked about him laughing all the way to the bank um i there's a couple of things that he did that i was just like oh okay so he i think um you mentioned that he was from the queensbridge apartments i think he has had moved there later on like when he was still young and everything yes. but born in brooklyn yes. um i think it was like crown heights or whatever and then later on like he's still young but uh moved to queensbridge and i think that that's where most of his memories are because he named um what is it called his venture capital firm queensbridge venture um queensbridge venture partners um so he actually that um that firm focuses on investing in technology and Lyft was one of the major investments for him. Yes. So yeah, he's, he's definitely laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> oh my God. You know, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because he also invested in, um, yeah, these other startups you may have heard of Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Dropbox. I did and- not know. And Robin Hood. all the time. Yeah, right? So he's oh, wow. definitely laughing out of the way to the bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Dropbox, Lyft, and Robin Hood. I'm a little familiar with Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Is that, I think that's okay. an app, right? Is that an app? Yeah, Robin Hood is an investment app. Um, it helps you. See, that's my other life. Like, <laughs> Oh, okay. That's my other life. Um, like I told you, I love everything about educating. Um, education and and just teaching is in my blood. Um, no matter what it is, like I, if I understand it, I can teach it. Mm. So I also have um another business. Um, and that business, I teach people about credit. I teach people about finances. So when I see stuff like you know his investments and stuff like that, that. That that definitely sparks my interest, but yeah, I did not know about Dropbox, and I didn't know about Robinhood. Like that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, and he also invested in uh, Mass Appeal magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Say that again. What was that? He invested in uh, in Mass Appeal magazine. Oh, okay. 
Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm not too familiar with that particular magazine, but he under, uh, he invested an undisclosed six-figure sum into that Jeez. venture. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's a big-time mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Man, super successful. What a life, you know? What good for him. I know. You know. And then he had um he paints as well. Uh wow. I think he had some kind of a painting that um he had sold. I think if I remember correctly, I think I got to remember. Hold on. I think it was some crazy amount of money that he had sold a painting for. Um, it was when he was doing Made You Look. Hmm. Um, I think it was during the, let me see, the art, The I think it was during the art Basel. Uh-huh. And I don't even know if I'm co- pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> but it was like between like ten and 15,000. I don't even remember the exact amount, but it was, but again, I think it came, I, I don't even know if I want to say it came from just him doing it. Yeah, because it was around 2011. So okay. it, it was his name that definitely carried that painting as well. <laughs> um, not to take anything away from it, but I just feel like, yeah, um, that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> so yeah, artist, um, investor, like, yeah, all of that. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's just killing the game. I, I didn't, um, in doing, you know, preparing for this episode, I, you know, I didn't know all this other stuff about him, you know, how he was an entrepreneur and he had all these other ventures going on. And oh, yeah. Just, I mean, Harvard University honored him. Uh, they, they established the Nasir, which is his full name. Nasir yeah. Jones. Yeah, Nasir Jones Hip Hop Fellowship. Uh, which would serve to, that is awesome. yeah. So they fund scholars and artists who who show potential and creativity and in, in the arts and connection to hip hop. I mean, which is, I mean, wow. Who has who who else got honored by, you know, how many artists in any, any genre, right, right, get you know, <laughs> uh, recognized by Harvard University like that? Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. a, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. Now, now uh, Nas can do whatever he wants, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, one of the greatest to ever do it, you know, yep. Danica, and you know, I think the last album he came out with was uh, in 2018, entitled mm-hmm. uh, Nasir, which is his first mm-hmm. name, you know, full name. Yeah, and, uh, I haven't gotten to to that one yet. I'm gonna definitely check it out. You know, it's been two years. And uh, he, I don't know if you're familiar. He did an album. Uh, basically, they formed a super group called with the, called the Firm, and it was with a couple other big time artists. It was um, I want to say A Z. Mm-hmm. A Z was on that uh, particular. Um, who else was on that? Uh, the the other artists. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me give me one second here. Yeah, it's AZ, Foxy Brown, Nature, right. and, and Cormega. Yeah, I did not know that he had formed um, a group until you told me. Um, I I did, I don't really see him as like like a that kind of artist. Like I just or or person. But then again, he's very smart with his money. So I guess 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but those are some big names though. Foxy Brown, A Z, those are yeah, nature definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean so, for him to put all of those together I and mean, you said it was called the firm. The firm, yeah, it's the firm and they mm-hmm. came out with one album in nineteen ninety seven and it was titled uh, the the firm. I'm sorry, the album. The album's called the album. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, released in October of ninety seven. Okay. Uh, actually peaked at number one on really? Billboard. Yeah, on Billboard two hundred and wow. the top the top R and B hip hop albums. It it's certified gold. So mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go check I'm that definitely out. I'm gonna go look it up and listen to it. Yeah. I, I really yeah. Right. I, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Gotta check it out. Gotta check it okay. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we got to check. There's lots, lots to get to, right? Lots, mm-hmm. lots, lots to get to. Lots to, lots of places to see. Lots of uh, people to meet. There's so much to do in life. So many good things, right? And, uh, yeah, definitely. I know. And so much time. Um, as soon as we get out of this situation, and the tickets are low. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, how do you? All, how do they have two things that just don't match? Like. The tickets are low, but we can't go anywhere. Like, I just don't even understand that. I just, oh. can we please have two things in the house that match? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Peanut uh. butter, no jelly. Like, uh. I don't even understand. Cereal, no milk. two things that match. Yeah. Cereal, no milk. Kool-Aid, no sugar. You know, I sound like a... I sound like Ice Cube from Friday, right? Remember? Uh, oh, yeah, Craig? exactly, exactly. Jeez. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we'll get it right. I Danica. just, I just want two things that match. Just a one time. I just want everything to just line up properly, and you know, let's just do this. No doubt, no doubt. <sighs> but you know, Danica, I want to thank you for coming up, coming on the show. Uh, anytime you need me to come on yours, I, w- I would be honored and. I would love to to get on uh, relationship shenanigans. Give my two cents. Get on my soapbox. Yes, I will definitely <laughs> take you up on that. Um, I please do uh, keep an eye out for me uh, contacting you to tell you. Listen, I need you and your perspective on this topic. <laughs> oh, you know, I got pre- plenty of life experience too. Yeah, I got, you know, my, shoot, I'm married. I, my parents are divorced. I got siblings. I got any mm. any type of. I got friends. Uh, I got all kinds of relationships. You know, so we can pick. Nice. So you yeah. went through that whole concept of uh, your parents being married and divorced. Like that's like crazy, all in in and of itself. For me, it was. Parents married, but father passed away, um, and then never saw another like man in my mother's life. Like, like I don't know, I guess serious or whatever. So it was just like, yeah, that's two different worlds. Yeah, having the married and then divorce. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, absolutely. It happens every day now, but I, I would definitely like to hear about that and how it affected you. Oh yeah, you know, and it was, I was 13 years old, and my my parents wow. split up. So yeah, it hit me hard. So uh, any you know, anytime you want to get that perspective, insight, let me know, and we'll make it happen. For sure. For sure. For ladies and I gentlemen, definitely appreciate being here to talk about one of the greatest ever to yes. have done it. 
<laughs> the pleasure is all mine, Danica. Don't mention it. You're always welcome back. This is your home. This is your second home. Or, you know. Yep. So I'm glad you, uh, again, thank, I can't thank you enough. And ladies and gentlemen, go check out the Relationship Shenanigans podcast. <laughs> you can catch it on uh, iTunes. Where else, Danica? Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, really, honestly, uh, it's just everywhere. Um, yeah. Okay. Spotify, um, Google podcasts, um, Awesome. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Podbean, uh, you name it. Yeah. There's, there's Podbean so, everywhere. What's that? Spotify. Pocket Cast. Uh, you think yeah. SoundCloud maybe? Um, I don't know if we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> well, I have to check that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think everywhere. Okay. Last yeah. time I checked. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not hard to find. We'll, yeah. You know, iTunes, Apple Music. Relationship so. shenanigans. I'm the only one out here with the name. That's so, it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't forget that. You can't forget that. You know. Yeah. Did you want to plug anything else? Uh, maybe your Instagram, Twitter. Um. Well, yeah. Uh. So Instagram is at relationship shenanigans. Um. I think all of my social media platforms are are at relationship shenanigans, except for Twitter. Twitter is. At re shenanigans, so it's R E and then shenanigans. Apparently, Twitter has a thing against long names. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh. to not have that, you know, continuous flow. But yeah, so everything else is at relationship shenanigans. Um, awesome. I will be back to being completely fully fledged. Like I just fully engrossed in everything this week. I promise y'all I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it. I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll be waiting. We'll stay, we'll be staying tuned. And by the way, I wanted to thank you for uh, coming on the Instagram live when I was in Vegas a few weeks back. Oh, for sure. I enjoyed that one again, more name dropping on that, episode, uh, that, uh, live <laughs> had to go look up some stuff (laughs) okay no hey that's why i'm here and uh, anytime you need anything uh you know let me know shoot me a drop me a line if you have question about this artist or that whatever let me know for sure definitely Uh, all right and i hope that this is not the last time that i'll be here no Um, like i said you always let me know Alrighty, sounds great. Sounds great. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Danica J from Relationship Shenanigans Podcast. Catch it now. Follow her on, on Instagram, Twitter. And we, we we're very thankful for her being here. As for myself, <laughs> there you have it. Another edition episode of the 90s Galore Podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that one on Nas, Nasty Nas, Nostradamus. And uh, go check him out. If you're not a, if you're a casual fan, hip hop fan, or whatever, it doesn't matter. Even if you're a hardcore hip hop fan, go check out Nas. He never disappoints. So, again, I want to thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the '90s Galore podcast on iTunes. Follow me on Instagram at '90s underscore Galore, and on Twitter at '90s Galore. Don't forget we have the random show, also which uh, airs randomly, <laughs> hence the name. <laughs> uh, 
and we just have fun with the random show. Maybe you can come on the random show too, Danica. That's that's a lot. That a, sounds amazing. It, you know, <laughs> I did not know you had that one. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Like, let's just randomly sit here and talk about that. Is that what happened? I don't yes, know what happened. That's exactly what it is in a nutshell. Yes. Okay, I'm so here for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's all you that, you know, that it's a free flowing, unscripted, unedited. We just come on here and cool. just shoot the breeze. And then, you know, but well, we, we make it engaging, of course, and we entertain the audience and we just have fun. Bottom line, the more fun we're having on, uh, the more we're doing something right. So that sounds awesome. All righty. So ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much. Wherever you're listening from, we thank you for being here and we'll see you next time on the nice galore as for danica j i'm andy saldivar always remember to take it easy